This podcast is brought to you by Reynolds and Reynolds, the industry leader in automotive technology. Find out what Reynolds is up to in the digital retailing space by visiting reyrey.com slash register. That's R-E-Y, slash register. Hi, everyone, and welcome to Daily Drive. I'm Steve Schmidt with Automotive News. It's Thursday, May 6th. This past Sunday, 60 Minutes featured a story that explored the semiconductor shortage and America's dependency on foreign manufacturing. For Oreste Donzella, Executive Vice President of Electronics, Packaging, and Components, and Chief Marketing Officer at KLA Corporation, it was something he would have never imagined. Semiconductors on primetime TV. What else would he have never imagined? Semiconductors bringing entire vehicle production lines around the world to a halt. The advisory board member for the North American Arm of Semi, the global industry association that represents the electronics manufacturing and design supply chain, says he's never seen such explosive demand for semiconductors in his nearly 30 years of working in the electronics manufacturing industry. That demand, however, and how automakers and suppliers are responding in the near term could create long-term issues in areas like cost, quality, and reliability. Particularly in automotive, where demands put on electronics and years-long vehicle life cycles are unlike many other industries. He says it's critically important for companies to be thinking about and adopting technologies now that allow for capabilities like defect sensing. And the earlier in the manufacturing process where those technologies can be applied, the better. In the absence of making those investments, Donzella believes that some bad apples will slip through the cracks in the manufacturing process and could result in long-term warranty and repair costs that could come back to haunt automakers. How can those same technologies also speed up manufacturing in areas like certification times? How important is collaboration? And what are he, KLA, and others at Semi doing to drive collaboration? We've caught up with KLA EVP and CMO Areste Donzella. Oreste, thanks so much for joining me today on Daily Drive. How are you, sir? I'm very well, thank you. Well, thank you. Um, Certainly an important topic, semiconductors and the ongoing shortage within the automotive industry. Frankly, it's impacting a lot of industries these days. So what? let's start with getting your thoughts on the semiconductor shortage and maybe the impact it's having on the automotive industry. Hey, Steve, thanks for having me today. I've been working in the semiconductor industry for uh, over 28 years. I've never seen such an explosive demand. Uh, If you look back for 40 years, the semiconductor industry has been tied to a major driver per time. So we started with a military application, then there was the personal computer, we transitioned to internet era, and finally mobility became a pervasive aspect of our society, huge adoption of smartphones, tablets, but a few years ago, we saw something different. We were entering the data era, no? where uh, our society was centered on ability to create, store, analyze, and transmit information. This was not driven by a single trend per time, but by a multitude of new concurrent applications. So at KLA, we understood the, the impact, the positive impact from the diversification of end demand across multiple industries, such as network infrastructure, mobile, data computing, automotive. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were thinking about, well, this is going to be a renaissance for, uh, for the semiconductor industry. It's going to be a long-term growth. But nobody, nobody could have imagined chips putting entire car production lines on hold. 
So this is absolutely behind any imagination. Last week, I was listening to Intel TSMC CEOs uh, sharing their views on the chip shortage crisis at uh, 60 Minutes on CBS in prime time. I was wondering myself, really? Semiconductors in prime time? What's going on here? I mean, I've never been able to get excitement in my family. I have three boys. Now they are grown up so on semiconductor because it was not the sexiest uh, subject to study and to be in the industry. But now everything is changing. And uh, and we are experiencing uh, an ex- acceleration of our transition to this digital society with an enormous request for semiconductor devices, also due to the COVID pandemic. At the same time, we see an ability of supply chain to cope with this demand because the semiconductor process is extremely complex and uh, uh, expensive. Now, let's now narrow our focus and talk about automotive industry. So if you look at overall automotive industry, automotive is less than 10% of the entire semiconductor revenue that this year is going to be half trillion dollars industry. Although it's a small fraction, automotive is becoming more and more important because of many factors. First of all, the increased content of electronics in a vehicle, no, driven by autonomous, connectivity, and electrification. Also, supply chain is extremely complex with direct involvement of automakers that we call OEM. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are tier one companies that uh, play the role of intermediary with the semiconductor fabricators we call tier two. Finally, automotive is the most stringent industry in terms of uh, chip qualification due to enormous liability relative to potential quality and reliability failures. So it's clear that something went wrong in the last 12 months in the automotive vehicle system. Probably the OEMs were too fast in cutting their forecast and there was no adequate inventory built up, either at tier one or tier two level. And when the demand suddenly picked up towards the end of last year, the entire industry faced the challenge of quickly replenishing the inventory, but with a lot of constraints, like, for example, long production cycle times, complex qualification, and therefore we got the shortage. So now, this is what the automotive industry is facing right now. On our side, KLA, how can we help? Because this is also a question that... uh, uh, investors asked us during last week admin calls. I mean, people were asking our CEO and say, okay, so we have this huge chip shortage. Everybody's talking about it, in particularly affecting automotive. How can you guys help? And, you know, KLA is an equipment supplier uh, for semiconductor, also relative industries, mm-hmm. and it's also leading company process control. So there are a couple of things we can do to help our automotive customers. One is uh, we can help our customers to improve the yield. And of course, if you have a production yield increasing, means you have less scrap and you have more output. So this is good for the industry. So with the same unit of fabrication that in semiconductor is the wafer, so we can get more output of chips. And uh, this is one thing we can do uh, to help our customers. The second thing is, uh, we are developing new methodology to screen potential reliability failures in the fab. And in this case, you can cut the testing, qualification time, 
and in this case also, you can protect yourself from the liability to have a potential failing chips in the car. Uh, and the last one we do is uh, we can extend usable life of our equipment via service announcements. So in other words, if we have upgrades of our tools in the, in the fab, we have announcement service products, our customers can increase the lifetime of the tools they bought several years ago. Uh, and in this case, they, first of all, they can optimize their capital investment. Second is uh, they can crank up more and more production out of our tools. So these are the things we do at KLA. Well, so let's let's dive into the, those some of those areas in particular. And one of those areas in particular is this notion of cost and quality. And as you point out, the ability, the unique ability in the automotive industry relative to semiconductors and, and the needs in this industry for, among other things, passenger safety. So um, between April 13th and 16th, we surveyed a bunch of uh, readers of Automotive News, 475 uh, readers and subscribers to be exact. Um, 26% of the respondents that represent automakers and suppliers say they have found alternative sources for chips. Those same respondents, again, representing automakers and suppliers, they cite some concerns, however, with chips sourced from alternate sources. 65% say they are concerned with those alternate sources or those alternate source chips' ability to meet auto specs, as you point out. 62% say they have concerns with cost, and 60% say they have concerns with quality, either either immediately or further down the line with potential warranty and maintenance cost um, and, and issues that may arise from, from alternatively sourced chips. What's your reaction to those concerns? Well, I'm not surprised at all. I mean, uh, in fact, performance specs, cost, and quality are very strongly correlated. In automotive, let me explain. With the rise of electrification, autonomous trends in the automotive industry, as well as the need for faster connectivity, more advanced semiconductor devices are getting inside the car. And when you have advanced semiconductor technology, advanced chips, so there is a trade-off you gotta pay. And the trade-off is in terms of cost, in terms of quality concerns. In terms of cost, because more advanced semiconductor technology means a higher cost. In terms of quality concern is because when you are uh, getting a, a new uh, semiconductor technology in the car, means that this technology has not been matured enough for automotive industry. And in that case, you have a higher quality and reliability concerns. So automotive industry has been built uh, on the notion that cars didn't need the latest and greatest design note. Uh, now it's different for, for all the trends and inflections that I was talking before. So we need high-performing computing chips to teach the car driving by itself. We need new material, materials such as silicon carbide to increase power efficiency of an electrical vehicle inverter. All this stuff has not been proven yet. So that's the reason why we say, Okay, I need to meet the specs. I need to have a higher computing power in my car. I need to bring a more sophisticated technology or a new material inside the car. But I'm also afraid that uh, the cost is going to skyrocket and the quality concerns are going to be bigger. So that's the reason why 
auto manufacturers are becoming more and more involved in the semiconductor technology. And uh, the primary advice I can give to the people is uh, we need to collaborate. And mm. I was with you, Steve, uh, in Las Vegas during the CSC. Uh, mm-hmm. I remember more than a year ago, all the good times before COVID exploded, so we can have all these meetings <laughs> on the stage. And uh, I remember I, I told I, I told openly, I said, look, we cannot, uh, we cannot fix this problem. We cannot overcome these challenges alone. So we need to work together with the entire supply chain, including tier one, OEM, tier two, equip material supplier. And by the way, this is not only a concern for advanced technology. Of course, it's becoming even more of a concern because we are injecting inside the car uh, new semiconductor devices. However, even for mature technology, automotive industry is, is still suffering for huge recall costs, enormous liabilities. So because there are chips that have a marginal, we call uh, uh, technical latent defects, they can escape a functional electrical reliability test and uh, placed on, the, on a board inside the car and then fail when the car is operating. So th- there are associations like AEC or SEMI. Uh, they are trying to get all the people together. Kelly has been part of this association. Uh, we need, need to get the people to collaborate and make sure that everybody's open to share information best practices. So as I said, Kelly has been actively involved in this discussion. We introduced a new machine learning methodology to screen chips for reliability in the fab at the source by leveraging all the data that are collected, not only inside the semiconductor fabs, but also at the electrical burning test. Uh, it successfully implemented this methodology we call IPAT or inline parts average testing will minimize the occurrence of the escapes that will end up in a vehicle. And this is going to be even more important when more and more advanced technology devices will get in. So again, uh, of course, in order to make this methodology work, data have, need to be provided. And uh, and we got to make sure that we uh, we have a, a rigorous IP protection protocol because, of course, we don't want anybody to lose their IP. We want to make sure there is a protocol, there are rules that you can work together, collaborating together, sharing the data together, but still protecting what is your IP. And not only IP from the automotive makers, but also for the semiconductor, tier one, tier two, and also equipment and material suppliers like us. So again, it's going to be important. You said spec, quality, cost, they come together. And the only way to get this solved is through collaboration. So let's talk about that. You, you, you're, you're certainly a champion and an advocate and, and, as you described, leading the way and calling for this collaboration. How's that process going? Um, is Are you finding... Uh, are you finding it resonates that people are interested, companies are interested in this? Uh, is it more challenging than you would have expected? Has the semiconductor issue maybe um, uh, elevated that issue to the top in terms of we need to collaborate more to avoid these type of situations in the future? How goes that collaboration effort? That's a great question. So people started to see uh, the value of this collaboration a few years ago. And uh, when uh, KLA applied for 
is it the first equipment supply in semiconductor supply chain uh, to the ASC, and we were members uh, three years ago, we started to be member, and we had the opportunity to talk uh, to not only to our direct customers, the semiconductor fabricators, but also tier one and OEM. It was kind of interesting to say, okay, we need to get together to figure it out which other uh, uh, guidelines we need uh, now to push into the automotive value chain and the supply chain. And uh, resonated, actually. Two, three years ago, we started working, and then a semi got involved, and then we stopped. So last year was a, a dead end. So nobody wanted to participate in this. Nobody wanted to collaborate. Of course, because automotive went through a, a miserable time uh, the, the last year before the end of uh, mm-hmm. uh, calendar year 20. As you know, automotive industry went down dramatically because of the COVID impact. So... We saw like a slowdown, I would say even a, a stop of all these activities. And then we picked up again. The problem now is this pickup is accelerating because we, we went from one extreme to another, an extreme that we didn't want to talk because there was nothing to talk. The industry was under an incredibly, incredibly challenging, depressing time. And now it's a time where the industry is picking up so fast we cannot uh, uh, catch up with the moment and and uh, we need to work together and, and there is a, a extremely chaotic way because of course you have a different type of priorities together so you want to ship chips out of the door and you want to guarantee the quality you want to get it yield up and the people are super busy to make sure that uh, we phase and solve the chip shortage so we went through cycles so there was interest three years ago and then completely dead last year, I would say to, between uh, uh, mid of 19 uh, towards uh, the last part of 2020. And now people are interested to get together, but they are busy with uh, operative issues like facing and solving the chip shortage. I believe after this uh, chip shortage will be solved and it's not going to be soon. Uh, I believe people will get back together to talk about the guidelines, quality control, reliability, data analysis, uh, process control, lead increase, uh, reliability screening, and so on. Thanks for listening. We'll be back with more. Consumers today are pushing for remote and virtual experiences. What you may think is a simple fix by going fully online quickly results in an even bigger problem loss of control, and shrinking profit margins. The question isn't if you go online, it's how. How is it done in a way that you don't sacrifice the success of your overall dealership? The answer? Tune in starting May 17th for a virtual summit hosted by Reynolds & Reynolds. You will gain educational insight into all things digital retail, challenges to the status quo, how to retail anywhere without sacrificing anything, and the true impact on dealerships just like yours through one-on-one dealer conversations. This event is on us and on demand. Grab a seat while they last. We hope to see you there. To register for the virtual summit and learn more about retail anywhere, visit reyrey.com slash register. That's R-E-Y, R-E-Y dot com slash register. Do you think some opportunity, if we wait until that moment, some 
opportunity perhaps to proactively address some things might have passed. So specifically, there's a lot of optimism in the supply chain. You mentioned it a second ago in terms of, right, Q3, Q4, we're going to be in a much better position to to address the shortage. The supply chains are going to be filled. But in my mind, that creates a different issue, right? We've all seen mistakes happen when you're struggling to keep up with demand and, and, and automakers are likely preparing for this massive influx of the installation of semiconductors once the pipeline starts to, to fill itself again. Should we be thinking about that now and talking about that now to proactively offset potential risks that comes with you know, going fast to keep up once, once the supply is there? Yes, we are doing it. Because, for example, SEMI is keeping uh, the, the, this uh, trend and the cadence of quarterly meeting. Uh, so we are doing, again, the level of uh, interest and attention that we can get as a, as a semiconductor supply chain uh, members into the automakers. This is what to, has to be proven. Uh, but, uh, but again, I agree with you. So we got to keep uh, focusing on what is happening after uh, the, the, the inventory is going to be replenished and, and now we are back in, in uh, facing uh, challenges with the quality and reliability control. And these things gotta, gotta happen in part of it. But let me say a little bit about what you mentioned, the Q3, the supply lines will be replenished, maybe more so in Q4. I, I believe that uh, it's not happening in Q3. I believe it will take longer. Um, I expect the situation to normalize probably in nine, 12 months for all the devices already been qualified. And if you want to qualify a new chase, we are talking about two years, uh, not sooner than that. So uh, uh, I'm an optimist. I share your optimism. It's great, but I don't believe uh, the chip shortage in automotive will be fixed in Q3 or even in Q4. We are talking about 2022 at the best. And uh, and eventually, in the future, the, the industry must find a way to find uh, a healthy supply-demand balance to avoid recurring of these issues in the future while maintaining reasonably low cost and high quality. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, to your point, this is such an interesting time in this industry, right? It's kind of a one-two punch. You get hit with COVID, sales drop, then you get hit with the semiconductor shortage. And it is, I mean... You said it, I think, extremely well. We we are looking at a good two-year cycle of crisis that I think is going to forever change this industry. Um, and, and the semiconductor one, I think, is, is, is such an interesting one to explore. What's also interesting here to me is, right, we've talked mostly around the semiconductor issue around the product itself. I'm of the opinion that there's also a piece of this that comes to the manufacturing plant floor. How can semiconductor technology help me operate my my manufacturing faster? How can I do faster product development? How can technologies that are uh, enabled by semiconductors help me understand better, faster what my consumers want and and nimbly adjust my business to 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 serve the customers? What is your? Do you have a point of view of how this shortage might be impacting the manufacturing process and the plant floor? Yeah, uh, first of all, people gotta gotta get together also on this aspect because if you have a transparent way to communicate the forecast across all these pieces of the supply chain, you will have a better way to react. 
so that's the reason why it's not only a technical collaboration on how to avoid, for example, reliability escapes, but also a collaboration more on the business side to open up, hey, this is what we expect, the forecast of cars or the forecast of boards or the semiconductor parts are in the car. That, that's one thing. The second thing is uh, uh, some of, of these cars, uh, of these production lines got to go through automation. So I'm not talking about the latest and the greatest semiconductor devices that are getting to the car because of the inflections with autonomous connectivity and electrification, mm-hmm. but I'm talking about also the, the, the main uh, street uh, semiconductor fabrications uh, that is not only rel- uh, relative to these advanced technology nodes. And uh, I believe we will see more and more automation in these fabs to make sure that they can react, they can operate much more efficiently and eventually react faster. Uh, This is what is going to happen. The the other thing that KLA, as I mentioned earlier, is is, uh, uh, actively participating is the ability to reduce or uh, for sure optimize, let's say optimize the qualification time. Uh, right now, again, the, the reason why the supply chain of aut- automotive semiconductor is so slow is not only because it takes a long time to produce these chips, but also because it takes a long time to qualify these chips, test these chips, qualify these chips. Mm-hmm. Because, again, the automotive industry, of course, is very reliable and is eventually very, very careful to, to bring a parts that can lead to reliability issues when the parts are installed in the car. So what I see is we will see more and more of this machine learning based methodology to screen uh, uh, the chip quality and minimize the escape when the problem happens. And not waiting until you finish the process of fabrication of wafers and then eventually packaging and then including on the board and then do the test and then the burning and then eventually have the chip out and the board out in the car. So if you have an intelligent way, and that's what the iPad is all about, the line parts average testing to augment whatever testing is done in automotive right now at the end of the line, and making sure that you can screen the bad apples or the or the, the problematic reliability failures in fab, you can gain a lot of time. And you can make the full process loop of fabricating uh, chip for automotive industry much shorter and much more efficient and eventually even cheaper because you don't need to to move all these wafers that have high probability to fail all the way up to the final test. Obviously cheaper, I think, than you know, cost mitigation, future warranty, quality. I think there's also a customer loyalty, right? A customer experience piece there that that says, hey, because I have not experienced any technology difficulties, issues with my with my vehicle, I'm going to go back to that brand. I'm going to go buy that vehicle again uh, when it's time to buy and when it's when I'm ready to get my next car. I mean, the downstream impact of what you're talking about here, I think, is massive. Uh, it's, it's, it's great you say that because I believe the risk in not investing in these uh, screening methodologies, apart from, as I said, you said, uh, these are... Uh, this issue can lead to huge recall costs, massive liabilities, as you know, but also 
it will have a long-lasting impact on the brand's reputation. So, in other words, if you are investing in this technology, if you are investing in automation in the fab, if you are investing in machine learning or uh, artificial intelligence-based methodology to screen uh, reliability failures in source in the fab, uh, you also have a better reputation of your brand. And the customers are more willing to buy your car because you have a very reputable brand. You are absolutely right. So let's close with one more question. And, and let me let me start with I'm nervous. And why I'm nervous is because there's something ahead that has many of the same characteristics as the semiconductor issue. And that's electrification. And when you dig inside batteries and you and you open them up, the cobalt, the lithium, the raw materials that are inside the batteries, like semiconductors, multiple industries, multiple multinational corporations vying for that same technology, et cetera. You know, KLA works across multiple industries. The semi-trade group that you're talking about works across multiple industries. What are things... Right. If you if you expand that says there's a very real chance that we're going to we're going to have supply chain disruption issues around battery electrification if something's not done. What do we need to do right now to to address uh, maybe a similar situation happening in the near future? Yeah, I have a couple of comments on this. Uh, first of all, um, I'll pivot a little bit. So what automotive industry has been doing for a long time is like uh, apply a rigorous uh, uh, approach to quality reliability with uh, uh, the idea of zero defect operation and so on. You will see more and more in other industries. For, uh, for example, uh, uh, cloud, cloud computing. So whenever uh, mission critical applications are decided via artificial intelligence in the cloud or at the edge, we are talking about other type of industry that are going to be affected by semiconductor in the same way with the same liability automotive industries. Mm-hmm. So that's one aspect is extremely important. And we know because we we had conversation in the past several months with uh, computing uh, 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 hyperscale cloud, cloud-based uh, customers saying that, hey, we are really worried about if my server is going to die and I pretty much, I have all the intelligence and AI, the machine learning algorithm model that are going to drive pretty much some medical application of 5G connectivity application tied to a mission critical service. That's a big deal. So you can see more and more industries, uh, they may adopt the same rigor that uh, automotive industry has been adopted and in uh, in the semiconductor. Uh, now let's let's go to your question. Uh, yes, you are right. Battery can be a, a good example of another ecosystem that can be formed completely. And the KLA is not in the battery, but uh, right. uh, I, I would assume that the process control uh, technologies and methodologies that you apply in semiconductor they may be very very helpful for the batteries when electric vehicle is going to be pretty much the mainstream uh, type of uh, 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 transportation in, in the world. Uh, yes, absolutely. I am not aware of any association or even ecosystem built uh, on, on the battery. Uh, staying on the electrification, for example, now a little bit closer to my field, 
I mentioned silicon carbide, I mentioned new materials that will be used more and more instead of silicon only in, uh, in, uh, in the chip and eventually in the boards, in the, in the engine, in the motor, in the inverters. Well, this is another type of challenge that you have that is not really tied to the scalability of technology semiconductor, but it's still a technology because this material is very mature and they have not been proven yet. So you see, you are right. The, this is going to be much broader than just narrowly focused semiconductor, silicon-based type of application. We are talking about new material. We are talking about completely new industry like batteries. Absolutely. Absolutely. Oreste, thank you for spending a few minutes with us on Daily Drive. Very insightful perspectives for our listeners on a topic that is highly relevant and, and top of mind. And, and to your point, when semiconductors make primetime TV, it's a, it's a big deal for sure. I appreciate you taking a few few minutes with me today. Yeah, it's never been a better time to be part of semiconductor. I've been for 28 years. This is this is like my dream of 28 years ago to see semiconductor at the, at the front and center of our life. So thanks for having me. Thank you. That's Daily Drive for Thursday, May 6th. For breaking news, go to autonews.com. You can find all of our episodes of Daily Drive at autonews.com forward slash daily drive. I'll be back tomorrow to close the week with a conversation exploring procurement best practices in high-tech manufacturing that can be applied in automotive manufacturing. Make it a great Thursday, everyone. I'll be back tomorrow.